WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. I've pulled the NFL app out of dormancy. It's back in a prominent spot on my phone, and I'm looking forward to... That's actually how I'm going to watch the game. For real, you could do anything on your phone now. There's there's like no reason to even have other things in your life. Although, have you seen the viral video of the little girl who gets upset with her daddy on the boat because he won't get off the phone? She's like three years old. She walks up to him. She's yelling, Daddy, Daddy, pay attention, pay attention. Dude doesn't look up from the phone. Daddy, Daddy, and just for a second, he puts the phone within her reach. She grabs it, turns around, whips the thing into the lake. The look on this guy's face is, it's beyond priceless. But her look is a thousand times better. She looks at him like, look at what I've done to you. (laughs) She turns into like this poltergeist creature because she won. That's it. How did I get to talking about that? The Steelers and the Eagles play tonight at 7 o'clock out in Philadelphia. There are a lot of different things that are worth monitoring, that are worth paying attention to from a football perspective. I want to hear from you as to what you want to see tonight. And come at me with something interesting. Not, you know, I don't want anybody to get hurt. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Mason Rudolph. Well, what? 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 What is it that you want to see? We talk a lot about all kinds of other sideshow stuff as it relates to the Steelers. All of us. I'm guilty of it too. But we're using all three hours of this program today to talk about real football, and so far the calls and the callers have really held up their end. So let's hear from you. What do you want to see tonight? Give me something specific. 412-333-9939. And on that hypocritical note, here is what Todd Haley had to say to Huey Jackson on the first episode of HBO's Hard Knocks in a Browns coaches room meeting. Our team has to get mentally tougher and be able to fight through the that we got to fight through. We got to change this drastically. And if we got guys that haven't done sitting around doing nothing, you know, I just don't know how we're going to do it. At the end of the day, I get to drive this bus and I'm going to get it the way I want it. That's period. That's just how it works. Ooh, sit down, Todd. That's Huey Jackson there at the end. And what you didn't hear in, in between there is that Huey says, look, I once sat on that side of the table too. Now, Todd Haley obviously was a head coach in Kansas City. Huey Jackson was the very long-time offensive coordinator under Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati. So, yeah, they've sat on different sides of the table, and Huey Jackson took that took that line from Haley clearly as being a challenge to his authority. I, When I heard it, when I first heard what Haley said, I, I didn't take it that way. Although he was questioning a head coach's decision, which is when and where and who 
to rest, to give days off during training camp because you don't want to wear them down. Haley does that. Haley has that effect on people. He is not afraid to rub people the wrong way. He's not afraid to tick them off. But that's also what had a lot of people with the Steelers rubbed the wrong way, even as it's also what I think the upper, way upper, meaning Art II, liked about him. He's got that Pittsburgh edge to him where he's like, wait a second, didn't you guys lose 16 games last year? Who's getting a break here and why? Like, like, parenthetically imagine Haley saying, like, I can't, honestly, I can't even name anybody on this team. Who are you giving a break to? (laughs) Bob and Cranberry, you're on 105.9 The X. What's up, DK? What's up, Bob? What do you got for tonight? What do you want to see? I want to see the Steelers use their tight ends to their full potential and their second down and, like, middle yardage plays. You know, just open up the field a little bit more. You know, I know we have weapons, but it's an unused weapon the last few years. Yeah, I think so, too. Even with Vance McDonald out, actually, maybe especially with Vance out, you'll have a a chance to see if they can use those weapons just in – within the context of the playbook. I mean, Jesse James and Xavier Grimble are both having good camps. Uh, James is a good football player, you'll probably agree. Grimble is a really good training camp player and preseason player. And he'll make plays, maybe even in this game, where you'll say, wow, this guy is the best. He never seems to put it together from a consistency basis. You know what I mean? Correct. You're right. I thank you for taking the call. I hope you enjoy the game tonight. Thank you. Yeah, same here. It's going to be fun just to have football on, you know? 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Joe in Ocean City, you're on 105.9 EX. Football's on your mind out in Ocean City, right? Oh, big time, DK, big time. I got all these Ravens giving it to me. Hey, I got a question, man. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the kid's name, but the uh, the kid from Toledo, the undrafted kid, the big linebacker, what, are you, what are your thoughts on him at 92? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly who you're referencing. He's he's on we got he's undrafted out of Toledo, uh, outside linebacker. He's from Nigeria. He's been playing football for like six years. He's getting all these Debo comparisons. I, I can't. I want to see him tonight because I mean he's one of these guys. You know, just raw, raw. I mean, he's only been playing ball for I think since he was a junior in high school or something like that. Well, they Number have. 92. Yeah, they have a couple of guys in camp that fall into that category and where the Steelers benefit is that they have learned in the most positive possible sense that you can have a guy like Alejandro Villanueva, who was a skinny tight end uh, before he went and served uh, in the army. And he came back and he reinvented himself both physically and in every other sense by building himself up into left tackle size and to left tackle smarts. Uh, So they're a little bit more open to trying different kinds of experiments. I'm actually not sure who, who it is that you're referring to, though. So I, just, I, I think Starkey or somebody had an article on him earlier in the week. I was reading it. And Ola I, Adnai here, I'm told, is the name that you're talking about. It. Yeah, but it's... That's it, that's it. You're probably going to be watching the fourth quarter to see someone like yeah. that. And it, it, yeah. Those guys, if they do make a chance... I'm sorry, if they do get a chance and do something with it, I mean, the best that they can hope for in the immediate phase, is practice squad. But that's part of the fun, too. You know? I guarantee you the one thing, by the way, 
nobody's mentioned this yet, so I'm going to throw it out. I want to see somebody with a big return at some point. When is the last yeah. time the Steelers have had a splash play on special teams? Were they talking about... Um, Quadri Henderson is who I'm pointing Sutton? at. Who? Quadri Henderson is the guy you're looking for okay. here. I mean, he was a okay. he was a human return yeah. machine at Pitt. Yeah, yeah. I've been hearing... Did, did you hear something about maybe Sutton returning punts? Taking that away from me. I read something about now, one of them I mean, Ari Burns or something. Yeah. One of them corners they were talking about. I mean, they're, they're looking. They're always looking for somebody to take some of the, the the catches and the reps away from AB because the thing that you couldn't be, you'd never be able to stomach is AB getting hurt on a punt return. That hasn't happened yet, fortunately for the Steelers. Mike in the car. You're on 105.9 The X. Go ahead, Mike. And it doesn't appear that there's a mic. We we lost him. He was going to ask about the players. I see there from the the call list. He was going to ask about the players' faces whenever the coaches were talking. He's actually he's actually got that confused. Anyway, the players' faces didn't show in that sequence. That was a coaches' meeting. The players' faces showed when Jarvis Landry was ripping everybody up, down, and sideways. And if you want to know what the Browns are really all about, take a camera and zoom on those players' faces because. They look like they would rather be anywhere else at all on planet Earth than listening to this guy trash them. Eddie and Hopewell, you're on 105.9 The X. GK, um, what do you think uh, Josh Dobbs' chances are uh, coming into the season and how much playing time do you think he's going to get? I don't think he's got a really good chance of staying on the roster, Eddie. There have been circumstances where the Steelers kept four quarterbacks. you know, in particular, the year that Ben had the suspension that he had to serve, uh, they had to keep a certain. They had to make sure that they were fully stocked, uh, and they couldn't risk putting someone on the practice squad to make that happen. That's not now. Uh, everybody's still healthy, obviously, and Dobbs is facing a major uphill challenge. The only way I could see something else coming out of this, and again, this is so far fetched, I don't even like talking about it, is. If Rudolph ascends almost immediately to some super higher level where you start questioning whether or not you could get something in a trade for Landry Jones. But then I say that, and I know there's a bunch of people taking it seriously, and I don't think that that's something that's particularly viable. I thought Eddie had more to add to that, but he does not. 412-333-9939 is the number to call, and we'll be taking more of your calls right after this break. I'm Dan Kovacevic. Sitting in for Mark Madden, you're listening to 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. What up, man? There's always been an unspoken dynamic. I am a lot smarter than you. Okay, so maybe it's a spoken dynamic. The X at 105.9. Why is it that when television has analysts on discussing football, there always has to be four of them? Like, I don't see that with any other sport. Why does football take four people sitting around one of those half oval desks like and they each get six seconds to say something in some of these cases you think couldn't you have just split this up like between like two or three of you i'm dan kovacevic of dkpittsburghsports.com filling in for mark madden who will be back tomorrow we have been taking your calls today at 412-333-9939 
challenging you to come up with one thing that you want to see the most, something specific, something obviously football-based, to come from this game tonight, Steelers and Eagles, 7 p.m. at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. And we've gotten some good responses. We, we've gotten people a lot of focus on James Conner and wanting to see him do well. And not really from the negative standpoint, not really you know the, the stuff that maybe I'd been expecting, the stick it to Le'Veon thing. They just want to see James do well because the Steelers need a guy who's running to the inside and pounding guys. And we all, I'm guilty of this myself, still think of James as that player that he was early in his time at Pitt. But there's a whole lot more to see from this game. I'm going to cite a couple of things that I'll be watching for specifically. One is Chooks Okorafor. He is the left tackle that the Steelers drafted in the third round. They need depth on the offensive line. No one paid attention, really, when Chris Hubbard was signed for $36 million this offseason. Chris Hubbard was a pretty good reserve offensive lineman. The Steelers would have had to go fishing had Ramon Foster's knee injury been more serious. The Steelers might still have to go fishing at some point because they were very lucky to get through all of last season with all of their guys, really, except for Marcus Gilbert, staying on the field the whole way through. I want to see Chooks do a good job. He's been he's been mostly good at camp, but he's also gotten beaten a couple of times pretty conspicuously, and you know how that is. That's what you remember out of offensive linemen. Another area I'll be watching very closely is the positioning of the safeties. Yeah, it's been interesting to see the number of secondary guys that have gotten onto the field, as many as seven on third and long. Crazy. The Pittsburgh Steelers with seven DBs out there. But I'm more interested in seeing where they put safeties and who goes into those spots. They've had an awful lot of Terrell Edmonds up close to the line of scrimmage. But they've done crazy stuff with Mike Hilton, who, by the way, isn't really even a natural safety. All Mike Hilton is, as Mike Tomlin will attest in terms of explaining himself, is a guy who tackles. They want people all over the field defensively who finish plays. It's not even that much of a focus on disrupting the plays as it is on finishing them. Now, of course, not having Mike Mitchell around is a minus that turns into a plus in that regard, but there's got to be more to it than that. So those those are mine for offense and defense. Let's hear from Frank in Bethel Park. You're on 105.9 The X. Hey, DK, how's it going? Hi, Frank. What's, what's yours? Uh, mine's to see how they're going to utilize their tight ends. I what? know we struggled last year in the red zone, and I'm um, curious to see how they're going to utilize their tight ends. This well, year. do you mean personnel-wise, or, or how often, or schematically? What do you mean? Um, not really personnel-wise, but schematically. Are they going to utilize them, you know, on the third and short? They're going to utilize them in the red zone because they 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 the Steelers have historically. I mean, Eric Green was the last tight end, if you will, that really had any yardage for the Steelers. They well, really I mean, he Heath had yardage. I mean, I don't I don't know how you can bypass Heath in that in that list of yours, but... I agree. Okay. I, I would say that the, the first order of business here for the Steelers, and remember that Vance McDonald is among right. the players who will not be playing tonight along with Ben, Antonio Brown, T.J. Watt, and Bud Dupree. 
Vance is a guy that Ben seemed to make up his mind late last season that was going to become his guy. You know what I mean? I don't think that was a Todd Haley creation. That was a Ben thing. Uh, the two have stalls right next to each other. I don't think that's a coincidence either okay. uh, in the locker room. So ultimately you're going to see Ben and Vance, especially since this is, let's not kid each other, this is now Ben's offense. I mean, he's got his own hand-picked guy coordinating with an existing playbook. So I think you're going to see a lot of that. In the interim, though, from a personnel standpoint, we're seeing Jesse James versus Xavier Grimble, both of whom have had really good camps. And Grimble's just a – he's a monster, man. You watch that guy out in Latrobe, and, and, he, and he floors you at times with the things he can do, but he's also inconsistent. I appreciate the call, and the tight ends will definitely be worth watching. Steven Fox Chapel, you're on 105.9 The X. Hey, DK, how's it going? All right, Steve, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm a big fan. Uh, you know, I just wonder, I'm with, you know, I heard, I've seen some of these headlines talking about Edmonds. He's supposed to be a big deal this year, uh, you know, and he's supposed to be a big part of defense. Is, is our defense going to be shaping around him, you know, to replace some years? No, I don't or, think uh, I don't think you're going to see Terrell be the centerpiece of the defense any more than really – Ryan Shazier, who they considered to be their, uh, the, you know, their most talented player defensively, the defense wasn't really shaped around him either. There isn't that wild card guy, that Troy Polamalu type, which is what I think you're getting at. Uh, it's it's more a matter of having Edmonds become comfortable within a role, and I don't know that they've deciphered that yet. I don't know that they've figured out exactly what he's doing. So if they haven't figured out, neither can he, and certainly neither can we, it's going to be very important, I think, to watch where he's positioned on the field, even if that's just misdirection, even if that's just them sending signals to future opponents. Justin in, what is that, Souterville? Is that how you pronounce that, Justin? Oh, Dejan, am I on? Yeah, where are you? What is what is that, Souterville? This is, this is Souterville, I'm sorry. What is a I Souterville? Trying, I was tr- Souterville is close to West Newton, which is the only known exit on okay. I-70. All right. As we know about. Anyway, All right. my question was, uh, what do you think the... I, do you think that there's like an IQ level that needs to be had with D backs that are going to be asked to play all these different types? Yeah, teams? I think I think one of the things that the Steelers find attractive about the group that they have, in addition to the fact that they're uh, very physically talented, that's something that Joe Hayden was talking about earlier this week. That he looks at that group and sees the physical ability that they have. They're also really impressed with their. Uh, Football acumen, if you will. There, there's some smart guys, but Cam Sutton is a really headsy player. Terrell Edmonds falls into that category among the younger guys. Sean Davis. And I think that when you look at a guy like Mike Hilton, he has that... Uh, you could just drop him in from planet Mars into a football game, okay? And he's going to figure out what's going on, where the football is going to end up, and how he's going to make a play on it. Some guys just have that. 
So that's part of the reason I think that Tomlin and Keith Butler have felt compelled as they have to keep as many of these guys on the field as possible because the ugly little secret, if you will, I don't know how much of a secret it is to the fans, but certainly within the the group, they don't want to hatch at this point out. Their DBs are better than their linebackers. So that's who they're putting on the field. We have time for one more call. That's Michael in Fredonia. You're on 105.9 The X, Mike. DK. Hey, Mike. I want to talk about Marcus Allen. Let's make it quick. We're running into a break. Well, after watching that Jacksonville debacle twice, I really want to see him play because if they're focusing on tackling. Yeah, he's the guy. handed tackler. Yep. I don't. No, there's no, no question. I don't see why they didn't take him in the fifth round. Just to no, his his pedigree, uh, his pedigree, Allen's pedigree at Penn State always was that he would wrap and tackle. The Steelers said that on the day they drafted him. He's shown it since he's been out there. He hasn't been one of their more prominently used secondary guys, but a night like tonight is a night where he can change that by doing the things that they want. He was never going to blow anybody away in terms of a spectacular skill set, though, but he can Finish the plays, and that's the term we've been using here throughout the day. It's finish plays. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Dale Lawley out in Philadelphia. I'm Dan Kovacevic. You're listening to 105.9 The X.